Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, and Lucy Freeman, and not Mr. Newby, who is busy having an identity crisis, but more of that later. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. This week was brought to you by Fat and Thin Animals. Jazza shouting about pigs with fat backsides while wishing he had a bacon sandwich, which I thought in poor taste. The lambs are chubbing up a treat, but the chickens are laying thin eggs. And talking of fat backsides, Shula appeared in the middle of the Brookfield kitchen (laughs) to say that she was far too busy to stand chatting in the middle of the Brookfield kitchen. Well, off you go then. She told them she'd been assigned to an inner city parish full of tough eggs with grubby faces concealing hearts of gold, etc, etc. Uh, Shula was riding her pony around the field and then said there's something spooking him. Perhaps it's the two idiots in overalls leaping up and down and shouting. Anyway, sadly she fell off but it wasn't fatal. Hootie went round to make sure she was fed and watered, David said. That's the good thing about eating in a nose bag. You don't use your arms. The eggs have gone all weird and papery and smashy. I'm now the new agricultural correspondent, by the way. Can yeah, you tell? <laughs> anyway, one of the archer boys, the eggy one, not the dirty one, had to call out Alistair and the chickens have got COVID. They've been wearing masks and trying to keep two metres apart, but their beaks got tangled in the elasticy bits and there was a birthday party and you know what it's like. Anyway, they've all got a bit of a cough, so they're all in quarantine now, watching Netflix and yelling for eggy archer to bring them hot chocolate. Another inquiry from a wedding in the shed. Woo, that's two in a year. You'll be able to retire soon, chaps. (laughs) However, Stephanie, if you're thinking of inviting Ruth and David for a threesome, I would really think again. Their idea of kinky sex is taking their genes all the way down. I mean, (laughs) Eggy Archer might be up for it, you'd have to ask, but I'd give the nursey one a miss, as he probably has to keep his hands quite clean at the moment. (laughs) Neil went a bit Kathy Bates in misery. (laughs) Shula was very flattered. Not only did he stay with me until the ambulance came, but he followed me to the hospital. Then he dressed up as a doctor and tried to get into the triage room and security had to throw him out. He's so kind. (laughs) Yes, said Susan. The tough eggs in Birmingham got wind of the fact that the Reverend Hoity Toity was coming down from the country to ruin their innocent childish fun of playing knockdown ginger and torching cars and were delighted to hear that some public-spirited horsey had kicked her in the head, thus postponing her opportunity to take them blackberrying and teaching them about the real meaning of Christmas. <laughs> Over at somewhere, I wasn't entirely sure where, Jennifer and Brian and Rory were playing Cluedo <laughs> and discussing bisexualness while eating sausage casserole with lemon in it. I think it was Rory in the polytunnel with Spence and the KY, said Jenny Darling triumphantly. 
I can tell you anything, can't I? said Rory. Yes, good, said Brian. Don't know, will you? <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the stables, Neil had got Shula stapled to the bed and was force feeding her <laughs> lasagna and water while belting up and down ladders, changing all the light bulbs in her house. He's gone completely mad, hasn't he? He then tried to take her sling off and she tried to throttle him with it. After a short tussle, Neil retired hurt back to Ambridge View, where Susan was throwing bits of chop to declare at loose women. Poor, unqualified in alcoholism Amy is struggling to contain Hedda Gargler, understandably. Why did anyone think that a midwife who is out most of the day would be the ideal choice to nurse an alcoholic through withdrawal? I think I'm resigning from this storyline. It's mental. Amy thinking that sanding stairs, the most boring and painful job in the whole wide world, would take Alice's mind off drinking for a start. Sanding stairs would have the chair of the Temperance Society reaching for the Oyster Bay. Susan thinking that a box of things you missed because you're a pisshead would help Alice deal with the fact that she's been absent from Martha's formative moments. The family passing her round between them like the school hamster. It's insane! Why not let Mad Uncle Clive have a stab at her? His name's not come up yet. And we ended on the da-da-da that Shula fancies Neil. SHL for NC forever. She can't be Shula Hebden Lloyd Carter. That would be ridiculous, <laughs> although that is one comfort Susan could give herself. He went <laughs> off with someone double-barrelled. I didn't blame him. The end. <laughs> Wasn't it a funny old wig? <laughs> <laughs> As clearly drawn by you there. <laughs> it was nuts. Completely yeah. nuts. I really loved it, though. <laughs> I love it. I think it's becoming more and more loony. <laughs> As you said... And- just like all the characters are sort of like going a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. And going a bit out of character. Have you ever played that game, Consequences, where you fold over paper <laughs> and you write down a story and it's like... Oh, yes, and the, yes, it that's is what, that. That's who's writing the script. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they're doing it. But what you missed was that thrown into all of the randomness of this week was Steph McGovern. Yes, that was being a surprise. announced as the celebrity, just like that, but just like with no sort of like fanfare, just thrown in. Oh yeah, Steph McGovern. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, more but tractoring. <laughs> but they kind of what said, "What's that for?" <laughs> was I just like to warn us that it's a bit of an anticlimax? What? Well, I don't think she's. I think because they really can't sh- say it's Steph McGovern and then not get her on. That's really rude. But. <laughs> I know. I was complete. I thought, okay, is she coming on? Is she just like a name they drew out at random? You know, it's either her yeah. or Lorraine Kelly or, or whatever. <laughs> Although Lorraine <laughs> Kelly's a bigger name than her. Um, or, you know, or, because obviously we're not going down the Mary Beard route, or are we? Or is that or, just, or just in my head? Or even just the Linda Snell, just or because is, she's yeah. MBE. But which, which we... no explanation for how they got in touch with. No, but the, literally, the why last the hell thing, she would want to? Or the last thing we knew, it was Linda going. Yes. Oh well, there are. It'll just be me. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> then, and then it was just like just a casually throw away. Hey, Steph McGovern, <laughs> you, you know what of the telly? I, I was like, what? Oh, this is really weird because I, I listened to it on catch up, and then I had to go back and just to check that that, that was like a true again. thing. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I mean, fair enough. I'm sure it'd be great. <laughs> I mean, but r- so random. No explanation as why. You're Maybe right, she would though, literally. It is rude. Imagine if she's listening and they I say, know. "So we've got Steph McGovern." She's like, "Really? 
on oh, it and she's my like, agent. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have you agreed for me to be on the arch? No, you haven't. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they've mentioned you on it yeah. now, so you better blimmin' get on. <laughs> well, that's a few thousand listeners' <laughs> wrath you'll have. How bizarre. Um, but anyway, yeah, but there was that sort of bizarreness, like, just kicked off the whole week. Yes. That's why it was a bit like, as you said, it was just that sort of random game of consequences. Yeah. Then it was like um, stepping back into the 1950s, except for the mobile phone. But Shula being like, oh, jolly on, come along, Rolly. Oh, steady boy. Oh, this is jolly difficult writing. Oh, 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 I've fallen. And it was literally like, it wasn't, wasn't it like 1950s acting, didn't you think? When she fell, it was like this. It was literally, oh, that was it. That was the fall. was fucking, oh, bang. And that, was, that would be it. <laughs> there wouldn't be any. <laughs> and then it was, and it was so funny when Neil, was it Jazza with Neil? And when they were going, hiya. I know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It's only Shula. Oh, Easy, I boys. I can see Neil might be leaping up and down, wetting himself with excitement. But Jazza, since when is... He'd have just gone, all right, missus, and got on with his... Whatever the hell he was I, doing. I wonder if she rides topless or something, because they were so excited. <laughs> there she it was, is. There she is, coming also, down the top of the field. And then Ooh. also, if she was, like, only, like, a few metres away anyway, why didn't she just trot round and tell yes. Neil... Yes, exactly. Or send a text... Yes. I, she was than ma- bellowing across the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just wanted to try on my mo- mobile phone on Rolly. It's a little test idea, but but that was weird. I think she was just showing off. You know, I don't know. It was all showing off. Showing off what? That she could um talk on her mobile and ride at the same time, <laughs> topless. <laughs> well, yeah, topless would be. I couldn't do that. I tell you. But why not just text? Say mm. I'm not in later, mate. I, yeah. I don't want. You know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Or just wait until you've got off the horse, maybe. But then, so there was that 1950s fall. Mm. And then, obviously, Willoughby goes around, doesn't he? From Pride and Pride. No, you, you know, it was like, um, what's that? What's the... Sense and uh, sensibility. Sense and sensibility. Yeah. Yeah. Turned into sense and sensibility with I'll Neil. stay with you, Schuller. <laughs> when Marianne has yes. that fall. Yes, I mean, It was very romantic, wasn't it? But it would have been if it hadn't been Neil and Schuller. Yes. <laughs> It's an anxious man in overalls smelling strongly of pig. Too anxious. And a fat because... woman in the ground with an elbow point in the wrong direction. And yeah. her boobs all over and the place. <laughs> but, but also, as Neil pointed out, oh, well, you have fallen off a lot. It's yeah. like, well, she... so what's the big deal? She's just fallen off and hurt herself. She'll come round. Don't worry about her. She'll be fine. There was another bit that made me go, uh, when she said, I was like, when she was talking to Alistair, I was lying there and I was just thinking. I thought you weren't thinking. You were unconscious. You weren't thinking anyway. You woke up yes. and he was there. You weren't lying there thinking, he's the only person I want. And then I opened my eyes and he was there. You don't know. You were spark out. And then you opened your eyes and went, Spark Ooh. out. Yeah. She was spark out, Lucy. Yeah. Less conscious than Xander. That's what you were. Yes. And, the, and, and then you woke up and then the, the, he was there. It, but then what absolutely flabbergasted me, I know we're jumping ahead a bit, because then obviously I found Neil really annoying, didn't you? Yes. Because when you're like lying there in pain. Even if I fancied him, I'd have found oh, him annoying. I mean, you do not want anyone buzzing no. around you. And he was so buzzy and needy. But then, so I was like, yeah, good. I think she, you know, this is good. She's annoyed. I mm. feel sorry for Neil. But And she was being assertive then, and saying, I'd really rather you went. Yeah. But then, I mean, were you not flummoxed and flabbergasted when she 
actually told Alistair she fancies him. Yes, totally. I thought I that couldn't was the believe most that. ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I, I think mean, she's either had a more severe bang on the head than any yeah. of us realised, <laughs> and that hopefully in about six months' time she'll come to and think, what the hell was that? that you know, no one's noticed that her eyeballs are pointing in different directions. Because if that's how you treat someone that you a little bit fancy, I mean, you know, she was quite mean, wasn't she? Although he was really annoying. But that neediness would have put you off him, wouldn't it? Even if you totally. sort of fancied him, if he'd then come round buzzing, you yeah. know, and being being, um, yeah. being that um, yeah. desperate, you yeah. would be like, "Oh no, oh it's too much, gross, yeah. go away." Yeah, but all that... but I, I was flabbergasted. Yes, at that confession, I I really was, and also telling Alistair. Well, I actually I did think that was quite believable actually because they are very they are good friends aren't they i who who hasn't got anyone else to tell has she but i think her and alistair's relationship is really nice now the fact that they can be so honest with each other and i did think who else could she tell Mm. and i I think actually it was very like it was quite believably done in that like she literally couldn't believe she was saying it and Mm. you could hear her not quite believing herself well but it won't the rest of us not quite believing her either but you're not falling in love with him, you willy. You just fancy him a bit. And she's got carried away with, you know, yeah. being rescued on the horse and knight in shining armour. She's not in love with him. All he's done is come round and chopped a few of your dead heads off. What? Do you know, the reason I think she dumped Alistair was because, as someone pointed out on Twitter, how can you dump Alistair for being boring and then <laughs> decide that Neil is the exciting one? <laughs> You really need to reassess your ideas about him. Um, but uh, he's the only one of her boyfriends that hasn't been married. And she's dumped him and now he's immediately going after someone else's husband again. Ooh. So she's a serial mm. uh, going for the affair. She she needs that illicitness yeah. Yeah. to make her feel excited. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously she's always, uh, well, clearly her and Neil have always slightly fancied each other. And now it's that sort of, oh my God, is it a bit of a cliche? Because, you know, when the, the people that you fancy when you're younger and then, a f- you know, a, f- a few more years and kids down the line, then you do sort of fancy them again because they take you back to your yeah your youth, don't yes. they? I wonder if it's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um but I thought Susan was really um, sweet when she came round. Yeah, and I really apologies. liked her sort of maturity and understanding that Neil sort of has to pursue this crush yeah. a bit. Yeah. Because I thought that was really um, kind of Susan, or sort of understanding at least. And she's no idiot, is she? When, 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 he, he, when Neil went, you've, what, you've seen her? You've seen her, she's home. What did she say? What did she not like? What did she do? How is she? And you think, Neil, you're not, don't, don't ever join MI5, will you? Because you're really, really crap. <laughs> but I think at, that's why Susan's at, uh, clever sort in sort of, of yeah, just, I think Susan, in letting yeah. him pursue his fantasy mm. and, you know, realising that if she goes naggy about it, it's, it will just make yeah. everything worse. Mm. Because they're both having a bit of a rubbishy time. You but know. I think the reason Shula sounded so, you know, she said she was scared yeah and you could hear that in her in her voice yeah, yeah. but i think part of the scary is could you imagine what what susan would be like as a wronged wife but also no shula a she couldn't she can't go there anyway because she's um you know a good woman well he's a bloody church warden and she's and a trainee she's vicar. About to, i know but i have to say lucy it is mm. quite often like that isn't mm. it i mean how many church wardens do you know that have gone off with the um 
Virgil. Virgil. <laughs> Virgil. Come up with Virgil. <laughs> One of them. Virgil. 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 Well, for a start, I don't know any church wardens or Virgil. So not even Virgil from the Thunderbirds. So I can't really help. Well, Lucy, I grew up in a village and there was quite a lot of it going on around was the there? church. I, yes, there was. The church, the vicar's wife ran off with, um, I think it was the church warden or one of them, you know, that swept the floor in the church. Okay. Then the, cleaner. the next... Cleaner, that is. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Then the next vicar's wife ran off with she was a prison visitor ran off with one of the prisoners how can he run off with a prisoner he can't go anywhere <laughs> well she made him she get ran released. in okay <laughs> uh so actually there was quite a lot of churchy Crikey. scandal in my village Where yes there was I'm not going, or something. i can't possibly say because then people will journalists will get over there <laughs> and ask the um I don't think there is a vicar there anymore. Actually, I'm not surprised. <laughs> there's a big, there's a big red, red blob on the in the, in the parochial office. Going, do 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 not I, touch. No, I genuinely think there's no vicar there anymore. They borrow one, you know, when you have yes. to borrow one from another village. Because you can't. That's better though, because I haven't got time to have affairs. Then they have to keep moving. <laughs> but it's that thing, isn't it? When you're in a club with someone. You're at the socials together. Mm. You form a bond, don't you? When yes. you see a lot of each other out of your marriage, and it's. Yeah, it happens, doesn't it? In villages, especially. When there's um, nothing on the telly. No, yeah. there's not much on the telly. and Lockdown, yeah, all a bit lockdown. bored. Mm. Um, but I think it is also, obviously, because Neil's life has... Neil, uh, Sus, you know, Susan's not cooking in the chilies anymore. She's tired. I was going to say, though, it's been a month. Neil, you could, you could, you know, hang it. You're supposed to be in there for the long haul kind of thing. He's like, after a week, he was like, oh, of this and we cleared off to go and do our garden but what happened was he was doing the garden i think genuinely for his own just to get away and have a bit yeah. uh, have a little hobby outside his house fair enough but then because of the towel situation and the getting wet and that giddiness yes something changed mm. in their relationship and they both fell into something suddenly mm. out of their control who knew all you had who to do was knew? wear a hogwarts t-shirt that's it <laughs> You've got it's a bit clothing. too tight around your chest yeah. or the thighs or whatever it was. Thank God it wasn't Shula wearing the Hogwarts t-shirt. Oh, Neil, do you want to put my jodhpurs on? <laughs> They're still warm. I really, honestly, I just couldn't get over the... It reminded me of, um, did you ever read Flambards? Yes. Flambards like divided that. and Flambards yeah. united and Flambards all together oh, and here we go. As a teenage that. person reading that, I mean, you know, it like, oh, it just opens up all sorts of emotions. <laughs> but it felt a bit like that, you know, all sort of a bit innocent. There's something about horsiness yeah. that's quite innocent, but very yeah. sexual. And yeah. it's no surprise that um, it was the, the horsey accident that started it all, especially he was called Roly. <laughs> Whoa, they're Roly. Oh. <laughs> also, why did she suddenly say... I've bought a new pony and I'm going, <laughs> have you? You've never told us. I don't know. It was just the word contrived, I think, sprang to mind. But anyway, there we are. Yes. Uh, but nothing else happened, did it? Oh, yes, yeah, it did. The Cluedo game. Really. Oh, I did like that very much. It was a, it was a real winner for sound effects this week, didn't you think? <laughs> click, 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 click. Oh, <sighs> <sighs> I've what? got... What? Yeah, yeah, it was like, they did, because that's the thing, they were rolling rattle, the rattle, dice, rattle. rattling yeah. it for a really yeah. long time. And then did you notice they actually used the same rattle <laughs> in the next episode for Martha's Rattle? Yes, I heard. When, 
So they got like a buy one, get one free on the rattle sound effect. They were like, oh, I've got just the thing for that scene with Martha in it. Martha can be completely quiet. But we'll look, put the we've saved in. £1.99. <laughs> you know, we're on a cost, you know, the, you, with the BBC, you've always got to put, it's on, we're on a budget drive, budget drive. It's fine, it's fine, we just use the same thing. There was so much rattling when Chris and Susan were talking to her. There was no sound from Martha at no. all. She was playing, but she wasn't even going, it was just like <laughs> on the rattle that they got from Cluedo. And every so often the sound of a baby falling over, which I thought, I thought, stop oh, letting yeah. her just keep falling over and banging her head. Again, what was that sound effect? That was just like a, it was like splat, wasn't it? It wasn't, it wasn't a baby falling over sound. It was, I don't know what they'd got. But, you know, when you go to like freesfx.co.uk, yes. if you put baby falling over, it just comes up with. Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to think outside the box and put like um, punch or. Well, I reckon know, when Shula um, fell off that horse, it was somebody bringing in the post sack and just going, there you go. <laughs> boop, wallop. And, they were, and then they, just, they thought, oh, and then they thought, we'll use that for Martha as well. Yeah. And then they tried it out and it was just a bit too heavy. <laughs> they made her sound. Martha, yeah, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, she's really grown, Christopher. So she is now. <laughs> Good thing her mother's not breastfeeding her. <laughs> Wouldn't be enough milk in those boobs. I like the way Alice's sound effect was clonk, clonk, clonk. <laughs> clonk. That was it. Again! Again! When Chris was like, oh, that sounds like Alice. It was like, uh? No, to me, doesn't. it sounded exactly. like she'd just been picking her nail varnish like you had. That was really weird. They were really panicked. They were obviously had like 30 yeah. seconds left on their shift and they were like, shit, we forgot to get that Alice leaving the house sound effect. Well, to be honest, they'd probably spent the first three quarters of their shift reading the script going, <laughs> Shula does what? You, who wrote, have we missed a bit? Go back and check. Have we printed it all off? Are you sure? <laughs> but for the Alice leaving the house drunk sound effect, they could have just used that post bag again. Yeah. A big old clonk falling like down the stairs. Yeah, or just walloping sideways <laughs> into the doorpost and then ricocheting off down the passageway. Uh, so, yeah, so the Cluedo game was... Uh, well, I actually thought that was quite enjoyable. I like. I thought it was quite sweet the way they did that. I did. I, I liked it. And I also <sighs> liked um, Jenny Darling saying to Brian, well, you could have said something. Yeah. And he said, well... I didn't have anything to say, and it's fine. So why would I? And I thought, no, that's right. Just, yes. just make it man. Just go. Oh, well, you know, good, excellent. Carry yeah. on, and you know, you don't have to hug him or do anything embarrassing. Yeah. Just, but then I do it. And then again, I liked it when he said, "Anyway, I'm just an old dinosaur." Yeah. And she was like, "Well, you can't use that as an excuse anymore, mm. Brian." And I was like, "Oh yeah, it was a really um, good, honest." Yeah. Conversation, wasn't it? Oh, when he said, I don't know the language. I don't yes. know what. And I thought, that was that's it. lovely. That's really accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It was accurate, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. And Rory is just great. Yeah. He is great. Yeah. But I thought it was sweet that he was playing Cluedo with them as well. Oh my remember. God, what a boring night. I know. Jenny Darling said something like, oh, when he said, I'm bisexual. And, she, and he went, we'll say something. And she went, Super, or something like that. It was just really kind of like you said, you know. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I've got my swimming certificate. It super. was funny. I've got my license to shag men and women. Oh, super! It was perfectly written, wasn't it? <laughs> very, very good. Yes. Uh, so anyway, he's got that out of on off yep. his chest, he which has. is uh, jolly good. And I think the Aldridges are now 
reassessing their children mm. and are, are, are just accepting them as they are for once rather than trying to present this front of the perfect family but but, but again like as you said in your uh monologue um who thought it well alan thought yeah. it was a good idea for alice to go to amy's and it was like of course she must be like cheers dad <laughs> what the hell this you've literally dumped an alcoholic woman on me alan's like yeah amy will take care of her she's so good with babies it's like but you know she yeah as you said she's at work doing a really stressful job well, she's, the she, first thing she said to to christopher was i'm really really busy at work yeah so i thought so basically alice is rattling around the house in rattle, a city rattle. she yes she went in a city she doesn't know on her own you know how is this helping at all and then amy is literally just like trying to pretend it's not happening yeah. Poor Amy, I felt so sorry for her. She must be coming her. back to the flat to find Alice sitting in a pool of her own vomit, yeah. having, you know... Meanwhile, Alan's nowhere to be seen. And all that yeah. Yeah. She's desperately texting her dad, going, get this girl out of here. <laughs> He's like, oh, no bother, everything's fine, Turn the other cheek, Amy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did think, um, poor Amy. I mean, also, how else was it going to end? Yeah. What, they thought that Ali, Amy would yeah. be taking Alice to work with her. Yeah. Showing her the power of newborn babies. <laughs> and, and also, sort of like, if you're Alice and you're... You know, you've got this sort of grief for your baby as well. Probably and hanging guilt. around a midwife is not ideal, really, is Exactly, it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it that anyway. ridiculous idea of Susan's about the box of, here is what you missed. Oh, no, it's, it's like, sad. here, what you could have won. You think they flipping, so, They're so blasé about the fact yeah. that Martha doesn't have a mum. I find yeah. it really yeah. desperately heartbreaking, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like as if Alice can just walk back into her life when she's yes. better mm. in, you know, 18 months or whatever. And then it's like, it'll all be fine. And mm. then they'll, I mean, you, I, it's just unbelievable. Mm. But then again, I suppose it does show how how impossible Alice's situation is. Because mm. what, you know, if she if she doesn't go to, if she can't do rehab and she can't do you know any other how, how on earth do you get better i mean it's like it, it's like what is the answer there is you no answer you do not answer. get better until you want to get better and at the moment she does not want to but, get but better but how can so they help her not. get better well they somebody can't. suggested on twitter and i thought oh hello yes this is very good that um uh shula's broken her arm shula had this big conversation with alice about um being uh, good at horse riding riding and looking after the horses and they trust her so she might come back to the stables and help shula look after the oh and while shula carries on her affair alice can take over the stables yes well she's busy shagging in the hayloft Ah. um and also there is they use animals a great deal in abuse uh, alcohol and drug abuse uh, rehabilitation because you have something that is dependent on you but doesn't judge you so if you are have to look oh. after an animal or a baby no oh because that's a that's loaded with emotional guilt oh, okay. and everything else but yeah. an animal is just questioning it's reliant on you and it can't do things itself it can't it's kind of it takes away that emotional loading that you have with your own child um, so you learn to trust yourself again because the animal trusts you. Right. Okay. okay. Uh, which would sort of fit with her wanting to get better then. Right. Got it. So 
maybe yeah. that's what will happen. I think that okay. would be a, a nice way to end yes. it. Yes, uh, yes, I see. I, that's a really yeah clever. And idea. then Alice then takes over the stables when Shula retires or goes berserk or whichever comes first. <laughs> Possibly both simultaneously. <laughs> or goes off with uh, Neil and they go and live in Birmingham next to Mike and Vicky. <laughs> Oh, that can't happen. <laughs> it's good though. It's interesting. I like this. There's an interesting. It's it's an unexpected storyline. Yeah, and I like those. Yeah. Well, it, you, you, my jaw dropped. I thought she would just say, you know, and it made me realise that he does really fancy me, and I don't know what to do about it. Not that yes, I fancy me him too. back again. I was like, totally. What? I, I I was com- I was I was completely flabbergasted. Mm. Uh, yeah, I thought it would be like, yeah, no, you're right, Alistair. It's awful. He clear, you know. Yeah, he's, he's got a crush. He, I don't know what this to do is about dreadful. it. He's a friend and I don't want to upset him. But the thing that made me very, very happy was that Jazza and Tracy are clearly still together. Yes, yes. That's and all that egg, thing. And all that egg, eggy stuff eggy uh, completely stuff. went over my head. Ooh. And I thought, should I re-listen? No, yeah. I can't be bothered. I didn't understand it. If, it, if it's not salamella, salmonella, whatever. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't understand it. So the chickens have got a bug, what has made them poorly. And yes. when they pull out their eggs, the eggs are made of tissue paper and break. That's it. Uh, okay, mm. so it's They've really got bad, tissue but, paper disease. But you know, I'm not really that bothered. No, I am bothered. But um, it, yeah, it's one of those boring sort of agriculturally things, isn't it? But basically, it is showing us that Eggy Boy has um grown up and is not cutting oh, corners yes. anymore. Oh, yes. Good, and good. has learned his lesson. Yes. And hurrah, hurrah for him. Yes. And then, but talking of eggs, mm. I was boiling some eggs and then I boiled them last night and I put them in the fridge overnight and there was quite a lot of open packets of ham because we, we've been drinking, we've been eating a lot of ham. So now everything smells fart. And then, yeah, so then fart. I un, yes. un, 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 de-shelled the eggs and they stunk of like meat. And mm. I was like, oh, this is weird. I chucked them away. And then my dad said later, it's probably just because eggs are porous. Mm. So the smell of the ham will have gone into the egg. And that made me feel a bit sick. Just a little... um, Hammy egg. Just a little... Eggy ham. (laughs) Yes, just a little diversion, Hmm. children. Anyway, I had to reboil eggs because it was making me feel sick. (laughs) Interesting. Another interesting story. Another interesting bit of content for our uh, podcast. Interestinger. Than what actually happened on the arch. Do you think? Oh, good. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have just had a storyline with Ruth going, oh, dear, but these eggs are so smelly. Oh, yeah. Again, talking of Ruth. Oh, did you like the broom acting? <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking, how, she's not in stomp. How heavy is that bloody broom? It was so funny. Because it was, it was all out of sync because it was like, but she'd be like, oh. Oh, it was really out of sync with the sweeping. And I was thinking she shouldn't be that out of puff just sweeping a floor. <laughs> She's got long COVID, clearly. Uh, <laughs> she hey, gave Stephanie's it to the chickens. coming round. Stephanie McGovern. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe they've got it wrong and it's... St- oh, anyway, that could be interesting. At what point did we decide that we weren't having the wedding at Lower Loxley anymore? Yeah, I thought Steph had pulled out completely. Or was it just COVID got <laughs> in the way? And then that David had pretty. to do a monologue about it. Yes. I think I think it was always going ahead. Oh. But obviously COVID got in the way. Right, okay. Because David probably did a long old monologue about it. I tell lockdown. you what, people are so desperate to get married anywhere at the minute. Yeah, the fact that totally. they've only got two bookings for the whole of the yeah. year just shows you how shite... <laughs> <laughs> 
it is. how <laughs> awful that venue is. Also, wouldn't if you're it's Vince, all right, wouldn't we'll you go be like, wimpy. forget it. Right, don't worry about it. We'll go up the wimpy. We're fine. And if you're if you're Vince, you'd be like, oh, don't worry, Steph. I've got a much nicer venue. Exactly. Yes. And My I think and he can get a he can get a discount. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Rather than a ratty old shed. Yeah, ratty, ratty old shed. Ilk. Um, yes. Um, we have had emails, which I'm just finding. Mm-hmm. Um, one from Virginia, who says, I listened to Wednesday's episode where Shula tells Neil how much she was looking forward to throwing herself into the church placement in the city. The last thing Shula should do is throw herself anywhere right after falling <laughs> off her horse. Seriously, Shula, settle down. She's like that swat we all had at school who reminded the teacher before the bell rings <laughs> that we haven't been given homework yet. Kudos to the actor for making Shula sound so believable and so gear-grindingly earnest. Love, love, love your work, Lucy Harrington, Mr. Newby. Thank you very much, Virginia. Um, yes, that's yes. correct. She Kudos is, to yes, her. Yes, and yeah. also gear-grindingly earnest, I think, <laughs> is absolutely... Uh, she is she's always been true to herself hasn't she (laughs) she yes she can't pretend to be anything other than (laughs) the irritating cow that she is um julie bacon says the rev you Mm -hmm. see you see i bet julie bacon wouldn't be having affairs all over the shop well we could ask her (laughs) julie fess up have you had an affair have you are you now or have you ever had an affair with your church what if she says yes what about if she comes back oh my god i know what if she was actually working in the village that i know she wasn't no i would have known if if if, if there was a because if there was somebody called julie bacon i would have known yes uh dear lucy and herrick thank you for today's latest great to have harriet back after her holes oh thanks so much guys I wasn't sure whether I'd A, enjoyed this week's farcical storylines or B, been irritated by them, but your joyful revelling in them, especially Harriet's, tipped me over to option A. <laughs> um, however, what is it that you are proposing to do with Mr. Newbie? Narrows eyes with suspicion, she says. Hmm. By definition, a newbie can't always be a newbie, though I am still very much enjoying the occasions when he comes across a new character or references made to a situation where he doesn't know the backstory. But more than that, I love his comments and insights and his addition to your repertory company is a delight. <gasps> repertory company! Oh, We're the average on the couch so repertory nice. company. Oh my gosh, I love that. I do hope that you're not planning on confining him permanently to the cupboard. Or has he decided <laughs> that enough really is enough and he'd like his life back, please? Oh, that ship has sailed, Julie. Can't he just accept he's now in it for the long haul like the rest of us? Exactly. Whatever your future plans, I hope that Mr. N is part of them in some shape or form. Yes. He's not going anywhere. He's not, he can't. We've got his passport. He honestly. We need him. Yes. Uh, we like, he's basically living in the caravan. Yeah. And we feed him titbits yeah. every now and again. <laughs> not bit tits, but titbits. <laughs> And we let him out occasionally for a run around to do yeah. and to do Twitter yeah. and and recording. <laughs> but what he's going to do is he's going to become our resident archivist and agony uncle. Um, yes. It's quite difficult to be an archivist when you've only been listening since December. But he's going to have a stab at it anyway. And if you have any questions about plot things, what you don't know, or you can't <laughs> remember why a certain character hates another one. Or what did happen between Shula and Neil when they were both um, uh, teenagers? And I believe there was there was uh, cannabis involved on that occasion. Mm. Um, then Mr. Newby is the one to answer your questions. Um, and also, if you think any of the characters need some advice, he will also be doling that out willy nilly. Uh, yes. 
So he's going to be the Claire Rayner of Absolutely. Ambridge. Yes. Got it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Tom Peach has emailed. Hi, Tom. Um... Because we had to go at him last week because he yeah. didn't say hello to us. He yeah. said hello to them. Exactly. He said... He's in lockdown at the moment, like big time. <laughs> he he starts off by... The heading is, sorry, girls. Ah, it's all right, Tom. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, you're so fickle. Um, he said, I just thought Mr. Newby might be feeling flatter than a lizard <laughs> drinking. So I wanted to pump up his tyres. <laughs> This week, the archers seem to be food fixated. Chicken feed, pig's nuts, Rosa's sausage and Neil's <laughs> lasagna surprise. At least Brian didn't do the classic buy now, gay later speech in reaction to the news <laughs> over his dinner. Although who knew Cluedo was the double entendre board game? Yes, I'll never yes. be able to say Colonel Mustard's lead piping in the ballroom without thinking of Brian. Oh, Christmas merch klaxon, an archer's Cluedo version. Who murdered Adam? Oh my Fucking God. everyone. <laughs> Amazing. In Oz... We are still in lockdown and banned from going outside a 10 kilometre radius from home. So it's lovely to hear about the trip to Cornwall. I'm back swimming in the cold water here, watching the sun come up. Local pool pictured below. I do love your work, girls, he says. Oh, thanks so much, Tom. It means so much to us. And the pool looks amazing. (laughs) Oh, I haven't seen it. I'll send it. I'll forward it. Okay. Okay. Send it. Send it. I think wouldn't wouldn't send it be New Zealand? Send it. Yes, would be New Zealand. I think. I mean, I'm not an ex. I'm not an expert. I'm sending it to you now. Any listeners from New Zealand? Not now. It'd be really. (laughs) Not after we've done that accent. Be jolly helpful for accent tips, Lucy. It would. Do get in touch. Do Do get in touch. If you have a hilarious accent, <laughs> do get in touch with us. My my good friend, I've got a good friend, and she she doesn't listen, so it's fine. She has a hil- an hilarious accent because she's French, proper French, but her parents are from the northeast, so she talks like this, and she has a French accent, but it is also a sort of northeastern accent. My God! And it is very funny because you're like, wow, what village do you come from? It's really odd. I mean, I can't do it. It's much better than that. But it's, um, you're like, oh my gosh, where, 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 where are you from? I had to interview a woman once. Sorry, this is descending now into hilarious. <laughs> Funny people what can't speak properly. Um, but I had to interview a New Zealand uh, startup founder once. And yes. um, she told me that she'd revised her product. And now it's hype speeder. And she just kept saying, it's hypes bitter. And I was thinking, it's what? And I wrote it down, three, hypes bitter, hypes bitter. What can, and I said, I'm sorry, what? It, yeah, no, it's hypes bitter now. And it took me ages. And I was like, oh, heaps better. And she went, yeah. <laughs> and looked at me like I was like, oh, I love it. Hypes bitter. Uh, I'm going to use anyway. that. <laughs> we had Amy. Oh, it's nice to have Amy back, though, isn't it? I hope yes. she stays. Yes. I hope she stays. She's got a very nice voice as well. Yeah, like she has. I've all, I remember her being a nice, gentle mm. person. And now we go to Ambridge Hall, where Linda is preparing for the open garden scheme. Mrs. Snell? MBE, yes. Enchanté, you must be Mr. Rhodes from the National Garden Scheme. Do come in to my little refuge, my boat hole from the worries of the world. Thank you. What a gorgeous village this is. 
Nothing about its people, Mr. Rhodes. Nothing. And luckily, one or two of us are good at rallying the others to the cause. So, as a result, we're a little hive of activity. Now, where would you like to start? Well, as you know, I'm here to assess whether or not your garden would be suitable for the open garden scheme. So, maybe if I do a risk assessment first of the... Uh, are those llamas? They are. Constanza and Salieri. They're entirely harmless, as long as you don't touch them. Or go near them. Or look at them. Or look as if you might be thinking about doing any of those things. Otherwise, they're a joy. I see. We don't normally consider gardens that have large animals in them, not after the whole Rod Hull and Emu debacle. However, they seem docile. Oh, this is an interesting sculpture, is it? Ah, yes, my research of stone. To commemorate the Great Ambridge Flood and Frida Fry being hauled out by the culvert. Okay, good. Ooh, what's this I can see in the distance? Is it a porter cabin? It's a locally handcrafted artisan shepherd's hut, actually. Let's wander over. A riot of colour, as you can see. I had quite a tussle with Lillian Bellamy over my agapanthus. Here, a glimpse of the Hassett Hills, framed by my rose-covered pergola. There, a vista of... Mr. Rhodes, you don't seem to be focusing on my vista. I'm sorry. Uh, is there someone in your porter cabin? I can see whiffs of smoke. Oh, yes, there's a wood-burning stove. I expect dear Robert's got it ready for us. No, out of the windows. What? Lillian, what are you doing in my porter cap uh, Shepherd's hut. Oh, hello, darling. What a lovely surprise. I'm the surprised one. What are you doing here? Well, I've just told Justin I've given up the fags. Everywhere else in the village, someone's bound to tell him they've seen me lighting up. So I had to take refuge in your porter cabin. It's a shepherd's hut. Why is that so difficult for people to understand? Porter cabins are not painted in Pharaoh and Ball Sparrow's nipple. Oh, is that what it is? I thought it was undercoat. I was wondering when you were going to get it finished. Who is your friend, anyway? Has she been frog-marching you round the grounds, darling? This is Mr. Rhodes from the Open Garden Scheme. I'm thinking of making my environs available to the public. Goodness, lucky old public, eh? Mr. Rhodes, this is Lillian Bellamy, one of our very oldest Ambridge residents. And would you also be interested in signing up to the Open Garden Scheme, Mrs. Bellamy? I think not. Lillian's is a garden with a theme of benign neglect covered in a light film of fag ash. Oh, that sounds marvellously post-industrial. Does it, darling? Well, it probably is, then. You don't like to think of it as a refuge, do you? Certainly not, darling. I've got nothing I want refuge from, apart from non-smokers. No, I like it, full of people enjoying themselves. We did have some rather smart wicker furniture, but Ruby spent a whole afternoon unravelling it, bless her. I didn't have the heart to stop her. She was enjoying herself so much. Well, that sounds absolutely fascinating. Very contemporary. I've just come from Darrington, is it? And a woman there has an absolutely marvellous recreation of a post-nuclear gardenscape. With wicker? Darrington? Not Evangeline Lominster? Yes, that sounds familiar. Oh, for goodness sake, that wasn't a post-nuclear gardenscape. Her sit-on-moa got locked in fourth and smashed through her trellis. 
Well, I must be off. Uh, would you like to pop over to the Dower House and have a quick look at my post-industrial whatever it is, darling? You'd be very welcome. It's probably time for a little drink anyway. Oh, that sounds splendid. Tell me, how many hours a week do you spend working on your garden, would you say? How do you mean, hours? <laughs> well, that's it. Months of work preparing for this, breaking my back in the borders. I've got through three trowels, not to mention the forking llama manure. Post-industrial, my foot. Ridiculous. Robert, ring Eddie. We're concreting over the lot. There'll be another podcast up next week. Subscribe to us on iTunes and you'll never miss an episode. And if you give us a review, we will love you long time. Long, 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 long time. Thank you very much. Uh, no, but genuinely, oh, so... Because actually we had, um, yeah, we've had some really lovely ones. And the more lovely ones we get, Lucy, the more stars we get like Uber. Yay! Um, and they can give us a tip. And <laughs> I mean, the star is better than a tip. Yes, five stars is better than a quid. Yes, to be honest, it is. I'm not suggesting that's actually what for Uber drivers. Obviously, a tip is better and the five stars. Yes, but um, yeah. In our case, we want and stars. You don't even in it. have to wear a mask either. No, not or, when you listen to this. We no, don't force you to listen to Magic FM. Oh, but wh- why wouldn't you listen to Magic oh, FM? Oh God. It's, the, it's we we love it because it's one of those radio stations that's a little bit happy and a little bit sad, <laughs> and that's the perfect balance for a long car journey. It's magic and tragic. <laughs> <laughs> and now to Mr. Newbie, but he's not a newbie anymore. He's having an existential crisis, Lucy. Don't worry though, we have his passport and work permit, so he's not going anywhere. <laughs> He's limbering up for his new role as Uncle Newbie. Nuncle. In which he will answer your Archer's related questions and dilemmas. So, if you're wondering exactly how close Shula and Neil used to be before this latest bout of madness, or if you want to write in on behalf of Amy Franks to ask why in the world your father thought it was a good idea to dump a dipsomaniac on you. <laughs> oh, Lucy, I hadn't reread that before I read it. And <laughs> pre-read it. Oh. <laughs> So, yeah, if you want to do any of that, email us at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. We are at on Ambridge on Twitter, or you can follow Mr. Newbie on Twitter at NewbieCouch. That was quite clever of me, reading Dipsomaniac. Yes. Sight reading it. It is almost like you read things out for a job. (laughs) But usually I bother to read them before I read it out loud. (laughs) I know where I come on your list of priorities. Below Rex's nappy change, I think, <laughs> isn't it? Basic. No, it's a little bit higher than that because I don't like doing that. Don't you? Um, well, I mean, does anyone? If it's a well, wee, she, I don't Susan mind, seemed but... to. She said, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. you were a bit smelly, mother. <gasps> oh, thought, yes. Oh, oh my God. God yes. I thought Christopher's got it made. He comes back from work and Susan's done all the stinky yeah. nappies. Like, if him and Alice was were together... Uh, you know, he actually, I think he's sort of imagining it. His life might be like this if Alice was not yeah. an alcoholic. No. And, but, oh, no, Christopher, you'd be doing a lot more work, Sonny. Um, did I get this wrong or did Neil make that lasagna? He did. He did. Yes, because he made it for Chris, him and Susan, didn't he, as yeah. well? 
I can't imagine Neil making a. No, actually, I, I was I was surprised, but then I thought actually it's probably quite a Neilish thing to do. Like you know, him and doing chops and mash and a broccoli or something. Oh, I think he could rustle up a lasagna, Lucy. Oh, Neil is funny though, isn't he? When he has his funny sort of <laughs> voice on. Just funny. He's like a bear waking up from hibernation. He is. He did it in, I think it was when he was with Jazza and he everything is like this. <laughs> I like it. That's what Sheila finds sexy about it. Um, uh, just thinking what he's... No, I don't. No, no don't no, think sorry. about it. Yeah, it's no, like sorry. imagining Boris yeah. and Carrie Simmons. No, ah, no. You just can't. Oh, Harriet. I'm sorry. It, uh, but, you know, it's hard not to. No. <laughs> um, right, I think we'd better wrap. Yeah. Let's Ooh. wrap before we try and imagine anyone else. <laughs> My God. We could be here all day going through Archer's characters. Eek. Um, and in the meantime, thanks so much for listening. Um, thank you always for listening, actually. It's really nice that people bother, actually. <laughs> I'm always surprised that anyone does. It's and I'm lovely, so grateful. Surprise. I know, yes, I am very grateful as well. Otherwise, it would just be a bit silly because it would just be <laughs> us talking to ourselves and recording it. Um, so goodbye from us and have a lovely week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.